Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 32 of the Late Night Vision Show. I am Hans, and uh, man, I'm excited about today's show. We got a lot of good things and some breaking news to talk about, but before that, going to bring in my buddy, uh, Jason Robertson with Outdoor Legacy Gear. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, and I have one question. Are you ever yes, not sir. excited about the show? Every week you tell I, the truth. I'm just curious, are you ever not excited? I am excited about the show. I'm very excited about today's show because we've got some some good stuff to talk about, but Hey, you know, one thing I want to talk about, and we have not brought this up, and I do not know how we have not brought this up on the show yet, but we have a kind of a TV, I'm not going to say a star, but uh, our very own Jason Robertson was on the news talking about hogs and hog hunting. Now, now, hold up, hold up. You may be talking to yourself or thinking to yourself, was it Fox News that broke the story? Was it NBC or ABC? Um, I'm going to say no to all of that. Maybe a maybe an affiliate of one of those. It was the oh local <laughs> the local hometown news in Nacogdoches County, but came out with a camera crew, interviewed Jason about hog hunting and hogs, you know, doing a bunch of damage. But I don't cannot believe we have not talked about this. You were on TV oh representing can, can, uh, representing the hog hunting community. Okay, can can I comment here? First of all, I'm not patronizing was, you. Maybe oh, a little man. bit. <laughs> okay, so by the way, I didn't know where this was going, but I get worried after last week's 15 minute discussion on your toilet paper and hunting habits. I did not know where this was going to go, but hey, we have not even got into my scale of somebody's need to use underwear and how many squares they get when they ask for underwear. I, I mean, tell you, a, I don't even want judge, to. No, we don't want to go there. I don't. Maybe we'll so, save that for another show. So, yeah, look, let me take the deal with this, the news. So, <laughs> it was the day before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before. Um, I'm trying to take off early. The phone is ringing. There's no way I'm going to get off as early as I want to. And uh, the local news station is, you know, the, the TV news is wearing me out. They're, they're calling me. They're they're sending me Facebook messages. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what they want. I'm time for this. Finally listened to it, and they're just begging me. Hey, we want to do an interview with you today. And so I finally got just keeps calling. And I'm like, today? Oh, yeah, right now. <laughs> like, and I'll come out in 30 minutes. I'm like, you got to be kidding. And I was like, what's this about? Oh, it's about hogs and the damage. And so I'm like, and he's begging me. And I said, okay, you know, we'll do it. No problem. So they come out. And if anybody has ever been on your local news, you know it's normally a rigmarole. And uh, it, it was. And so anyway, nice guy. The, the, he was a very nice guy. He's brand new on the job, reporter. And he had this story he wanted to do. And so uh, this is my, my one <laughs> complaint. I'm it sorry, was, buddy. I know I didn't warn you about this. No, I no. But this is, this, I just got to tell this part and then we'll, we'll move on. But this is my complaint. So I'm thinking, look, I am swamped. My phone is ringing off the hook. People wanting to buy thermal scopes. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to give uh, my time to the news crew. And he said it was going to take 15 minutes. And by the way, it was over an hour and a half. And <laughs> so I throw on an Outdoor Legacy t-shirt. And, uh, you know, we, we go out there, we do the interview. And I tell him, I give him my card. And I said, I want you to put my name as, as you know, Jason Robertson, owner of Outdoor Legacy. And I said, you know, I know, that, look, it's the news. I know they're not going to go put my phone number in my webs. I know that, but I just, hey, give me a little bit for my hour and a half of time. And it's like, oh, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. They even wanted to use some footage uh, off of, you know, one of the YouTube videos. And, oh, I gave them permission and all that. 
when this thing comes out, I am listed as Jason Robertson, wild pig hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and they cropped out the Outdoor Legacy on my shirt. They were going to make sure that I did not get one second of free advertising out oh, of this I tell you, hour and a half. <laughs> we had to search very, very deep into the internet to find it. Uh, oh, but man. we did, my wife and I did sit down and look at it. And you're right. They cropped it out, and but they've got your your head and the cowboy hat in the frame. But they cut cropped out your shirt. Should have so, worn a cap. Maybe they could have, you know, could have lowered that frame yeah, down they, to I get think out their legacy. Yeah, they had to crop it because they had to get your cowboy hat in the picture. It they want to crop been. off your head. It could so. have been. I I tell you what, it was a it was a rigmarole. But I will say one thing: we don't even have have cable TV. But um, I was blown away that night at about six o'clock and then again at 10 o'clock the amount of text that i got just like all at <laughs> once boom 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 all these local people and they're like just saw you on the news and i'm like somebody still watches the yeah, local news exactly. so anyways yeah but I, I it all joking aside i am giving the news a hard time but it, it was fine it was a it was a good story and anybody again who's been on the local news you know that they'll record for 30 minutes. You mm. get about 10 seconds of time and they wait till you say the stupidest thing. <laughs> and so with me, it really wasn't hard. They had an hour and a half of me being stupid, but uh, you know, amazingly, they didn't make me sound much stupider than I already sound. So no. I was I was pleasantly surprised. But anyway, from now well. on, you can refer to me as Wild Pig Hunter. That's Wild <laughs> Pig Hunter. That's my well, new title. You know, I, I did see it and you did a good job, man. I was impressed. Uh, you, you just, you got out there and you did good. You, you spoke well and you did yourself a lot of favor there, but I, I do remember you taking a lot of time to, uh, uh, to, to drive them around and show them all the damage. Now, if somebody wants to find that interview, do you know where they can find it? We'll put a link in this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe you're kill me for this. Maybe. No, I honestly, uh, I was going to post it on my, my Outdoor Legacy Facebook page, and then after I saw it and I was just the wild pig hunter, <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing. I'm not going to put this out there. So wild I have actually hunter. sent it to absolutely no one. But I know. You never sent it to me. Your wife had to send it to us. I wondered and how so, you got that. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you kept asking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get it to well, you. Well, everybody check out the link in this video. Go check out Jason uh, doing an interview on live TV. But, hey, we want to thank you all for joining us for today's episode. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on iTunes or Google Play, please do us a favor. Please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us through your, your podcast sharing apps that you use. Also, while you're on YouTube, subscribe to the Late Night Vision Show. If you will, go uh, subscribe to uh, the Hans ETX YouTube channel. That's H-A-N-S-E-T-X. And while you're doing that, go subscribe to the Outdoor Legacy Gear YouTube channel. You're going to find uh, scope reviews, intelled, uh, detailed uh, scope reviews. You're going to see hog hunting videos, coyote hunting videos. Uh, and we're out demonstrating these scopes uh, that we use every day on a daily basis and we're making videos about. So go check that out. And you can also follow the late night vision show on YouTube. Uh, and I've already said that <laughs> you can go follow it on Facebook, Instagram, as well as Hansi's Texas and outdoor legacy gear on uh, Instagram and over on Facebook for 
for everything else, all the socials, please go follow us. This is, you know, we're doing this show for y'all and we want to make it grow. And we're doing a great job right now. We've got a lot of growth and we want to continue that. And we know that uh, each one of you sharing these podcasts with your hunting buddies and your friends and really pushing the word out is going to continue that growth. But man, we are doing way better than any of us thought we'd ever do at this point. And we're, uh, uh, we're continuing this on, but Hey, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about this week. And, you know, we, we're trying to do this every week and, and get new content uh, content and regular, uh, you know, content that relates to the industry, to night vision hunting, to hog hunting, predator hunting. And we're just trying to bring you all the up-to-date stuff. And really, uh, in the beginning of this show in the, the first segment, what we want to do, we want to break some news about Pulsar. And I know we talk a lot about Pulsar, Jason, but uh, this is some important news. I think everybody needs to know about it. And I'm going to let you go ahead and share it with everybody. But the breaking news about the Pulsar Apexes. Yeah, you know, one thing real quick, uh, I want to interject and say we do talk about Pulsar a lot. And there's times people say, all you talk about is you know, Pulsar. Then later we'll have a couple of shows that mention Fleer. And all you talk about is Fleer. And here's the thing. There's only three or four major thermal and night vision companies. I mean, I guess maybe night vision, maybe four or five at most night vision and thermal, these companies mm-hmm. that are in the U S I mean, you've got Pulsar there, you know, definitely one of the biggest you've got sight mark on some of the night vision side. You've got, um, you know, FLIR, you've got Trigicon and then we don't talk much about them. There's, you know, ATN's got some stuff out there. That's a, another story for another time. But the, the point is, this isn't like, it'd be kind of like if we had a, a, a show talking about, you know, pickup trucks. Well, we're going to talk a lot about <laughs> Ford, Chevrolet, and Dodge, you know, right. GMC. And it's kind of the same way here. There's really a, a big three, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Envision, you know, they, they may be a new player that's coming along, uh, you know, with more stuff soon. But again, right now, we've got three main players. So we're going to talk about these companies over and over. So, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that, that are new to to thermal and night vision. Uh, It seems overwhelming when you don't know where to start and you see these other names, then you see other brands like Armasite and what happened to them. And that's something else we can talk about another show. But I guess I just want to make the point of there's, this is a small small industry with just a few key players. And so we are going to talk about the same companies over and over and over, but that's okay. Uh, All right. So the breaking news about the Pulsar Apexes, I uh, don't even really want to, uh, to break this news because it upsets me, but the Pulsar Apexes, for those that don't know, are one of uh, the most affordable thermal rifle scopes on the market. Uh, And I've said, on this show, I've said, uh, you know, in, in hunting forums, comments and things on YouTube comments, the Apexes, in my opinion, currently, even today, are the best bang for the buck on the thermal market. Mm-hmm. And those scopes are going to be discontinued uh, pretty much effective immediately. I mean, I'm not saying there's, you know, maybe an outside chance there could be another small shipment of them. But Pulsar let the dealers know this. And... Uh, you know, I hate to even bring it up. I mean, I just, I, it pains me. This is one of the best sellers we have. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, I doubled down on this because this is such a good optic at mm-hmm. such a good price that I went out and bought every single one of them I could get my yeah, hands on. Did. I you mean, did. after 5 p.m., I was making phone calls, sending emails, 
Pulsar sent this email right at the, the buzzer of five and uh, they didn't have any more. And I reached out to every source I had and I actually paid too much. I mean, more than my normal wholesale cost. I, I bought every single one that I could get my hands on. And uh, because they're a great scope and unfortunately right now, there's nothing to bridge that gap. We're still going to have, you know, the the entry level with the the Pulsar Core RXQ30V 1899, the Fleer PTS233, which are in extremely limited supply. They're 21.99, and honestly, the next stop from 21.99 is the Pulsar Trail XQ38 at 32.99. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about an $1,100 price gap. And so now there's going to be guys that just bought an Apex and they're going to say, oh my goodness, it's discontinued. This is the end of the, that's not the end of the world. These scopes come with a three-year warranty. They're still going to have a three-year warranty no matter when you buy it, as long as you buy it brand new from an authorized dealer. Right? You can't go buy one secondhand. You can't buy one from, you know, Jim Bob Bubba down the road. You've got to get it from authorized dealer. But as long as you do, it's going to have a full three-year warranty. They're going to honor it. If it comes down to the, you know, down the road and they don't have any more apexes, they don't have any way to replace it or fix it, they will put you into a comparable or better scope. So there is no concern whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Pulsar is always taking care of their customers when it comes to that point. I'm telling you, I'm still pushing them. I'm still selling them. And, you know, Hans knows this from the, the business world. When a product is discontinued, very often, what do the dealers want to do? They want to blow it out. They want mm-hmm. to get rid of it. They, you know, they don't want to get stuck with it. Right. This is the exact opposite. I went out and bought every one <laughs> that I could. It's, it, yeah, yeah. It's a great seller. It, it's a great seller. It I is. had a conversation with a gentleman today that his, his, uh, you know, what he said to me was I'm looking for a $3,000, uh, or less optic. I don't care about video recording. I'm just, I'm going to shoot between 50 and 150 yards and I don't care about all the bells and whistles. And for that type of shopper, uh, within that budget, the apex is a great, buy for that person you know he can get into a a pulsar apex xq38 for 24.99 it's uh, you know way under budget it doesn't have all the things that he doesn't want and it's a great optic and so you know that's you're exactly right these are not being discontinued because of any quality concerns uh, or anything like that this is this is uh you know uh, you know why they're being discontinued is is you know completely up to Pulsar and, and, and the way they're well, going. Well, and I've forward. got a theory on that. And look, we'll talk about that. I mean, that's an elephant in the room. Uh, the same reason that there's a lot of stuff that gets discontinued this time of year. It's that come the end of January, there's going to be new stuff released, and we don't know what mm. that is. And so, think about it from a manufacturing standpoint. Again, I, this is pure yeah. speculation, but it makes logical sense. You're a manufacturer. You get down to a point where you know, you know, in the next, I don't know what, say 90 days, 120 days, you're going to be manufacturing new products Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to spend all of your production capabilities on those new products, getting those ready for the market. And let's just say that you get down to, you've run out of components for that scope. Are you going to go out and 
you know, make these big purchases of all these components, it's going to get you through another six months when you know you're going to be discontinuing or replacing that anyway, whether they told us now or they told us it, you know, January at the shot show. So mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Now, the next question everyone wants to know is, well, what are they coming out with? And is it going to be something better and cheaper? And we have no idea. And whatever they come out with, isn't going to be on the market anytime soon. Right. I mean, it's so, just because they announced yeah. it the last week in January. You know, if we see any of this inside the first quarter, I'm going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. And it could, I mean, we could, I have no idea. But, but normally this stuff starts coming out, um, trickling in April, May, and mm-hmm. really gets a little heavier on into the early summer as it starts, you know, yeah. slowly feeding into the market. So I guess the point that I'm making is, yes, it's going away uh, as one of their everyday SKUs. Yes, it's probably going to be replaced with something. I have no idea what, but don't expect to see that new scope sitting on the shelf for five to seven months, give or take. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, and I expect there to be a huge run on these apexes right now, uh, with them not going to be available anymore coming up. And the as good a quality as they are, the price point is great. I expect those to sell quick. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Is anybody's uh, interested in getting a, a great quality scope with the, you know, the apex line of pulsars and uh, knowing that you're not going to be able to get them here pretty soon. Uh, go ahead and give my man, Jason, a call at outdoor legacy gear. And that's eight, seven, seven, three, five, zero, one, eight, one, eight. Cause when, when he's done with these, that's it. They're gone. There is, there's no more and getting them left. And I, the guy I talked I, to about today, he, yeah. he was like, Oh man, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get back to you. If I call you back tomorrow, is that too late? And I said, you know, we've got this many in stock and once they're gone, they're gone. But you, you know, you definitely call me back whenever. So there's, yeah. there's going to be a rush on them. There's going to be a rush. Um, and, and honestly, that's Pulsar knew there was going to be a rush. I mean, they, they basically told us that in the email. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, we, th- there's a, very limited supply of these and when they're gone they're gone and i'm telling you something again there's not an alternative right now a quality alternative in this price range that you can go out and get i mean FLIR doesn't have it uh again they they have the the step down the the Mm -hmm. pts 233 the rxq competitor but anyway whatever we can we can beat this horse from the ground but if you're looking for something that's in that $2,500 2500 to $3,000 price range with the same image quality as the Pulsar Trails without the bells and whistles, you know, saving 800 to 1000 bucks. It's the Apex, and you better get them while they're around. <laughs> get them while they're hot. <laughs> get them while they're hot. And, and, again, don't be concerned about, you know, is there, you know, the warranty. You're going to be good on all mm-hmm. of that. They're going to take yep. care of you. The warranty stands and in a very worst case, you're going to get upgraded to a new scope if something happens down the road. I mean, that's hopefully you'll never need the warranty, but if you right. do, they're going to take care of you. Yeah, they, and, and Pulsar always does, and they're very good about that. Uh, so, yeah, the, well, that's why, you know, again, I know I say it, you know, over and over, but, man, Jason, having you on the show, having you as the host, the co-host of this show, and you're breaking news here that they're not going to find anywhere else. And so uh, I'm, I'm grateful to get to talk to you every day and learn all this stuff firsthand. And, and it, you know, the listeners are on our show. They're hearing about it before they're hunting buddies. So if you're hearing this right now and you, you're getting this information first, tell your hunting buddies about this show so they can be up to date on what's going on, especially if they're out there shopping for a scope or, or want to know what's good, what's hot. 
what's going to be around and what's not. And that, sure. yes, that just did rhyme. I wow. made that rhyme. Did you? <laughs> Yes. I hope that wasn't premeditated. Did you stay it up wasn't. all last night? I, no, I'm not. I don't write up my my rhyme script or anything. That's it just kind of came to my That's head. That's good. So. You were freestyling that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's talk about something else. And this is something that we get a lot of questions about. I know uh, Hans talks to a lot of people uh, on YouTube on the phone, mm-hmm. and I, I talk to you know obviously a lot as well. And the question over and over and over is do the QD mounts that are on you know night vision and thermal rifle scopes, do they return to zero? Do they really work? Can I take a QD mount and can I take it off my rifle and put it back on and it return to zero? Do they work? Mm. And that's just a question. And it's a logical question. And I'm going to tell you something. Ten years ago, shoot, probably five, but, but let's just go <laughs> ten years ago, I never heard of such. I mean, it was like the idea of taking a scope off of, I mean, a zeroed scope off of a rifle and then putting it back on and it being zeroed, that is it. That would just be insane (laughs) to me. And even today, I'll admit this, uh, no matter how well I think they work, if I was going to do this with, say, my daytime rifle scope uh, that I'm going to go deer hunting with uh, and I might have the chance at killing a big buck, I would go shoot it. I mean, you know, no matter how well, it's, it's just because yeah. if you're a deer hunter, you know, you may have this one chance in a lifetime and well, you just, you have to know that it's, you know, but, but yeah. It's, it's a confidence thing. It's just it's like golfing and, and, you know, hitting a good shot and a bad shot and that, you know, right. That, that next shot after you hit a bad shot, you just have no confidence. And there is something weird about taking a scope off a rifle and putting it, and putting back on and not having full confidence in it and and being concerned about the shot. And and it kind of makes you do other things. And if you think about it too long, it's going to mess up your shot. But, you know, we're going to talk about a few right now, you know, that we've used and stuff and in our experiences with them, but I'll let you run down the ones, the different brands that they have in the, in the different mounts they're using right now. Yeah. I kind of lost my train of thought because you said golf and you said a bad shot and then a good shot. And I was just thinking, you know, I don't really play golf. I mean, it's just been years since I was out there, but, I don't ever remember a good shot. It was just always a bad shot well, and a bad no, shot. In and, golf, you, know. you have 18 holes of bad shots. In that very last shot on the 18th hole, you hit the best shot of your life, and that's what hooks you into keep playing every week, you know, whenever yeah. you go, every week, yeah, every see, two weeks. Man, that you didn't happen one, to me. I just stay in the woods, no. and it's like an Easter egg hunt. I'm just looking no. for all the, the colorful balls out there in the you woods that, under the leaves. Yeah, you hit that one good shot, and you're like, oh, man, remember two weeks ago or a month ago when I hit that really good shot? I think I got a hang of this. I think I know what to do. And, it, you know, that's it. You hit one good shot each round, and you, you think you're you think you're growing. But yeah, <laughs> it's well, not the case. I, I don't think that happened for me. The last, the, last, the last time I played golf that I can think of, was probably around 12 years ago. So I must not have oh, had a gosh. very good shot. Putt, but anyway. does not count. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, let's talk about these different QD mounts. So, you know, we'll start with uh, the FLIRs. The new FLIR Thermosite Pros have an American defense manufacturing quick detach mount. There mm-hmm. is two QD throw levers on the mount. It's a really nice mount. Uh, you know, good luck with that. The... 
the I don't mean good luck with that. Yeah, what is, I was about to say, what does that mean? We've had good luck with that. Yeah. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> good, good luck. luck with that. Good luck with that. We have had good luck with that. <laughs> Inflection matters. Yeah. So, oh, man. So now you got me tickled. The, uh, the Trigicons, there's a couple options for those. LaRue. Uh, has some really nice high-end mounts. Anybody knows the roof knows what they are, uh, high-end mounts. Zero Delta, uh, they're another manufacturer of, of really quality high-end American-made mounts. They, too, uh, make mounts for the Trigicons. They've actually, and speaking of Zero Delta, they've got mounts for just about all of the thermals now. They've got them for the Fleers, the Pulsars, uh, Trigicon, so the, it's, the Zero Deltas are really nice mm-hmm. quick detach mount. They've got some a pretty ingenious design on the way most of those work. Uh, then going down to Pulsar, Pulsar has their own quick detach mount, and they also have uh, the, the D-Lock mount that works for it. Now, one thing I will say is that, let's talking about the Pulsar mounts real quick. Originally, when the Pulsar Trails came out, that, and this is what you're going to see in almost all the pictures. They're the stock images. We still have them on our website. It's just what Pulsar has had since the beginning. It was about an eight and a half or nine inch long mount. And there were two small quick detach throw levers mm-hmm. that basically made a 180 degree turn. And they were on, you know, just, just two of them. And you just flipped them and locked them down. That mount, I don't really know why it got discontinued. Um, I don't remember when, if it was late last year, early this year. I just can't remember now. It's been so long. But it was discontinued and it was replaced with an identical mount that instead of the two QD levers has two thumb screws. And that has been the Pulsar Apex mount for years. It's also been on some of their digital scopes. It's been a, a just a really good mount and been around a long time. And so that is the mount that comes in the box with every Pulsar thermal. But it is not really quick detach. Again, there are two points that lock down with the thumb screws. And I will say this, it probably returns to zero. Uh, I know there's guys, I guess, that are using it, and I haven't really tested it. Uh, the ones that had the two little QD throw levers, I know worked. Mm-hmm. The thumb screw deal just worries me because... There's yeah. so many variables there. Yeah. You can tighten that thing down more or less. Yeah. Or I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It makes me nervous. So with that, I generally tell people I don't consider that a quick detach mount uh, that does return to zero. It might, Well, I don't consider it as such. You know, you'd, you'd have to almost tighten both of those screws down exactly the same yeah. each time because that tilt could be off just a fraction of an inch. You know, depending on the front or back being a little bit tighter or looser than it was last time. Um, that, that's right. And so yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not real comfortable with that. But, but so, you know, the Pulsar does have their own quick detach mount as a separate accessory. Uh, they sell it for a hundred bucks. If you buy a Pulsar trail from me, I actually throw one of those in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do get a free QD mount uh, with any Pulsar trail purchase, but it's a nice mount. It's small. It has a single QD throw lever. Works very well. It does return to zero. I know that there's people that, that have seen that mount or they hold it and they're like, you know, I don't know of any problems with it, but it doesn't feel that hefty. It doesn't feel that great. I really want something better. 
and they end up going with the D-lock. The D-lock mount for those are, is 250 bucks. So it's mm-hmm. a big upgrade. But a lot of guys are like, hey, if I'm spending three or four or 5,000 on a scope, what's another 250? And, and that's yeah. an option. We sell those as well. Uh, but I will say, and I mean, I know you can speak to this too, Hans. Mm-hmm. You use the Pulsar QD mount and it just works. Yeah, man, I tell you, because I'm always switching scopes on and off rifles, moving them around. You know, you're sending me scopes all the time to test out. I'm, and I've always got my 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 scope off my rifle, and I don't know how it works, but I'm telling you, it does work. And I've I've switched them in and out. I've tried it. I've tested it. I, and I've used the the Pulsar QD mount. You know, just the regular one that that you can buy through Pulsar through and get through you whenever you you know when you purchase the trails. Uh, I've also used the 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 Fleers. I've used the uh, the D locks. I mean, I've, I've used just about all of them there are out there and tested them out. And 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 the QD mounts, in my opinion, in my testing and using them, really do work. Um, and I, you know, especially I use that Pulsar QD mount. It's not you know, it's just got the one throw lever. It's not very big and bulky, um, but it does absolutely return it back as close to zero as you can probably. I uh, get it maybe a fraction of an inch in either direction or something, but it's, I mean, it's almost identical to where you took it off. And, um, it, it absolutely, in my opinion, does work. And like I said, I do take scopes off all the time and put them back on and slap them back on and, and rarely will I recite it in unless I'm just testing something out. Yeah. I tell guys all the time, they'll say, you know, does it work? And I say, you know, I change my scopes like I change my socks and underwear and that's, <laughs> you know, daily. So, but yeah. I, we, we are, we always taking them off and on, uh, you know, I've got the D lock on my trail XP 50 and I've got that scope zeroed for three rifles, which that's a common thing. A lot of the, mm-hmm. the thermals now have that option. I've got that thing zeroed on three rifles and you know abc profile and i can change those out and i have tested it and i've had zero problems yeah. with it you know the other thing you know we're just talking about thermal here but just like the pulsar i said pulsar the sight mark <laughs> photon the rts uh there is a quick detach mount that we sell for that that's a sight mark brand and uh, it is it's just a qd uh, the single ring just a qd uh, ring and, and we've sold those for years, four or five yeah. years now, as long as the photons have been around and those things work. You just take them well, off, put them right back on and you should have no works. issues. You know, there are two, and I was talking to, guy, to a guy about this today, but there are really two big questions that people, when they call in and they, they want to talk to us or, or talk to me about scopes, there's really, well, actually there's three questions now. The first one is, does Jason really eat coyote? And the answer to that is yes. <laughs> and now since the wife show, uh, they want to know if they can get a box of hog pellets. Uh, that's the second most common question. But the third one is, hey, does the QD mounts really work? And the question that I had today from a guy, because the reason why he wants to know is because he wants to use an, an Apex, uh, Pulsar Apex, as a scanning unit to look through as a monocular, basically, and scan. He wants to slap it back on his rifle to take a shot. And my explanation to him of how it worked and, and my experiences with it, and absolutely, uh, it, it does work and it'll do exactly what he's wanting to do. Now, there is the question of being able to do all that at night and in the dark. And there's you're going to have to practice with it a little bit and play with it uh, because, it, again, it's, it's, it's easy to do. It's very easy to do in the daytime. But doing anything at night, as you know, makes it a little bit more difficult. So you're going to have to practice with it a little bit, slapping that thing back on there. But as far as process, uh, you know, they couldn't have made it any easier. 
<laughs> you know, in my opinion. You do need to get it back in that same same, that same Picatinny slot. Yeah. You can't same. go slapping that thing on there and be four Picatinny slots forward or backwards and expect to maintain a zero. You've got to yeah. get it back in that same one. And so some guys are like, man, how am I going to remember exactly which one? Well, my advice is uh, to take a paint pen or fingernail polish, put a little dot, a, a, just a, you know, some kind of mark there. It's not going to easily yeah. rub off. So, you know, I, I don't do that because I normally move mine to the back Picatinny yeah. slot or the maybe two forward. So it's really easy for me to go back to. Uh, and it's normally that I, I'll do it that same way across all my rifles. So I'll know exactly yeah. where to put it. Um, but that, that is one thing. Don't just go slap it back on there and expect it's to be It's got to be good. the same one. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and my I, thing, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Hans. Well, I was going to say, I put mine like you in the very last slot on the Picatinny rail. Uh, it just so I don't have to mark it. And to me, it works with the eye relief. It works great. But in the dark, you know, even marking those rails, sometimes you can't, it's so dark you can't even see. So you almost have to like rough up part of the rail or something so you can feel with your finger where that is. Cause at night, not being able to see anything, I, you know, I just put it in that last slot. Yeah, that's what I do. And, you know, the caveat at the end of this is, you know, the, the, the answer to the question is, do they work? Short answer, yes, absolutely, they work and they return to zero. Long answer, caveat, go test it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you at the end of the day i'm never going to tell you oh it's guaranteed don't worry about it just go zero it on three rifles and however many and you're good to go no you need to do that but then you need to take it off put it back on there and then test it and shoot it and if it doesn't work for you and it doesn't work on any of your rifles you know what? maybe you've got a bad mount but if you just if you go to one rifle and it works the next one you don't hey it may just be something with the rifle maybe something with the mount no. you know whatever it is it is what it is, but you need to test it for yourself. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to tell you that from my experience with talking to people, the people that bought a scope and went ahead and got the mount uh, at the same time are glad they did, and the people that bought the scope and didn't get a quick release mount are wishing that they went ahead and got one. <laughs> Everybody what, wants yeah. one. I, I got today. He uh, he bought a scope from me, and he didn't buy the quick detach mount, and. Uh, he opted for a battery pack. It was, it was an Apex. Mm. Uh, he, he, I said, hey, you know, I told him the deal that you know he could, he could choose battery packs. He could choose a cutie mount. Any these accessories he wanted. He goes, man, he really wanted the battery pack. He goes, I'm not going to need that cutie mount. And he called me today, <laughs> and he said, I mean, he hadn't even got things zeroed yet. And he goes, I'm buying a cutie mount. Should have yeah. bought it the other day. That was just stupid. Yeah. I should have bought it. Ship it to me. I'm like, okay. So, you, you know, one more thing I think is important to throw out. You mentioned the live show. And you mentioned the hog pellets and we've got a, a loyal listener of the show, Michael, and uh, he called me and ordered a scope and uh, an XQ 38 trail. Michael, you know who you are. And he is hounding me that he wants to know if he's going to get a free box of hog pellets with his purchase. And I told him, I, I just can't guarantee that. And if, <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, then you need to go back. And, and, you know, don't just listen to it. Uh, you need to go really to YouTube and watch it uh, and yeah. watch the Thanksgiving episode where we had our wives on here. And then you're going to learn all about hog pellets. And hog pellets. Uh, it's, I'm telling you something, I'm probably, 
going to go out and trademark that name for the line of ammo that the Late Night Vision yeah. show will be coming out with. <laughs> Everybody's asking about the hog pellets. Uh, my wife thinks that she invented something brand new, and she <laughs> might meet, beat you to the trademark first. Oh, but no, no. The, uh, the hog pellets is a thing. It is a thing. It may have not have been a thing before, but it's definitely a thing now. So thing go now. get your hog pellets somewhere. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, look, so in the day, yes, cutie mounts work. And uh, they work very well. And I think that they're a super addition. Uh, and even if, and we'll end it on this uh, and let Hans close it up with any final words he's got. A lot of guys tell me, well, why would I want to take it off? I'm not going to use it as a scanner. I'm not, you know, I've got plenty of other AR-15s or, or bolt guns that I'm, you know, I don't need to take it off. And that's fine. If you're one of those guys, mount it, set it, forget it. But it just seems like with these thermal scopes and these digital night vision scopes, there just seems to be more uh, opportunity and reasons to take it off than you would take off your daytime scope. And, you know, maybe that is switching it. Maybe it's letting a buddy borrow it. Maybe it's using it as a handheld. Uh, there's just seems to be more reasons than that, you know, than you're going to take off your, your daytime scope off your deer rifle. So. Yeah. Well, I would like to plug something before you end it, just uh, Jason, before you end the show. Uh, I've got a video coming out uh, this next week. It's a full review of the Pulsar XQ50 LRF. And uh, going to be doing a full review on that. And got some great video with it, some great ranges of hogs at several different ranges, all the way out to three and 400 yards. So I've got that coming out next week. So you'll go check it out on YouTube. That's H-A-N-E-T-X. Good. And if you're interested in the LRFs, uh, as of right now, we've got the XQ38 LRFs in stock. We've got the XQ50s will be in stock by the time this podcast airs. They're on the way. I've got another shipment of the XP50 LRFs coming in. They are all sold. So if that's something you're interested in, then you definitely need to call and get on the list. Uh, actually, I think with this shipment, we'll probably be uh, completely caught up. So the next one could be yours. Uh, I was talking to some more guys today about it. So if that's something you want, you better give me a call on those XP50 LRFs or any of the others. But can't wait to see that video, Hans. I'm excited about it. I know we talked about it on the show. Uh, was that last week? Yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah last uh, week. Yeah. And uh, I've, there's a lot of interest in these LRFs. And I'm just going to go on the record and I'm going to say that I really think this is something that I may be wrong, but I think we're going to see these in the future more and more and more on these night vision and thermal scopes because I think it's greatly, greatly needed. So anyway, I'm excited about what the future holds on that. All right, folks, uh, episode 32 is in the can. We uh, hope it's not the trash can. We appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate y'all's continued support and Appreciate y'all listening and tuning in every week. If it's the first time uh, that you listen to us, thank you as well. Please subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, your family. Uh, let everybody know about it. And, and I just want to say thank you to Hans every week for coming on here and sharing all his expertise from his time in the field. And I'm going to tell you, you know, honestly, folks, there's nobody that's doing any more hunting on a regular basis than Hans. And he is out there in the fields. And so his experience is firsthand knowledge. And I appreciate that. We don't have to have somebody who, 
you know, he's used one or two scopes and, and hunts every two or three months. This guy's out there all the time killing as many hogs as anybody I know. And uh, coyotes don't get a free pass when they run by either. So anyway. <laughs> I'm but, out there freezing but, my butt off right now. But yeah, I'm yeah, out there just about right. every night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, hey, thank you all for listening. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you all again next week. So tune in and we will see you all then. Until then, stay safe in the fields.